Oh, oh, did you did we you pick the wrong thing? Uh, it's only my robes. It doesn't matter. I'm a I'm a Trekkie. Oh, okay. I have a phaser. I actually have no idea what it does. Okay. So, hopefully, it's not shit. And if it is shit, I'm just gonna kill you and take your gun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that works. I was gonna say I'm surprised you don't play as this one because it's Star Trek. <laughs> I could. I just didn't know it was there because I literally just flipped through and picked one until you found the one with the American flag, America. which you're not allowed to use because you blow us up. <laughs> America, Fuck yeah! Oh God, uh -oh. you're already dying. Oh God, I'm already dying. <laughs> All right, so what did you have to talk about? One second, phaser. This, why wow, this phaser is shit. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi. We're doing a bonus episode. Hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, okay. So. Sucker swing the shit. Um, something that I heard uh, listening to a podcast that I listened to because I listen to a lot of podcasts uh -huh. was, uh, do you know you know how the new, um, uh, Resident Evil Two remake came out? Nope. Okay. Well, they re they did a remake of Resident. Oh, Evil maybe 2. I did see something about it. Anyway, remake of Resident Evil 2. Yep. And it's it actually has some pretty good reviews. Okay. But a lot of the stuff from people consists of... Um, yeah, this phaser sucks. <laughs> uh, like, the primary complaint from people about it is that uh, the game is, it... is too... Um, people are complaining about the game because the game is too stressful. All right, I'm trying to figure out how to like, put this into words. <laughs> okay. Uh, basically, the game is too stressful, and as a result of it, they're having trouble actually enjoying it. Which leads me to the interesting question of why the hell are you complaining about a horror game being too stressful? Yeah, I feel like that's just like kind of your own fault. Yeah, it's a horror game, right? Yeah, like, it's like... It's like going to a swimming pool and complaining that the water's too wet. <laughs> like, I understand that, you know, like, games are about enjoyment. You should enjoy them for some reason, right? Yeah. But you don't play a horror game because you want it to be some weird-ass... Oh, dear God, there's a lot of bombs. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> God's work. But... <laughs> it's like, I... You know, I don't complain about the existence of uh, the Alien Isolation game because the game was stressful. I complained yep. about it because of the variance of the alien being wherever the hell it randomly decided to be and murdering my goddamn face in and pissing me off. Well, that was bad. Yeah. So, that was just one of those things, like, people are bitching about this, and I I don't like it. Like, did they just go into it not realizing it? Or, like, is this well, people who have played the original? I don't know. I'm assuming it's not people who played the original. 
Because, like, I mean, I've never played Resident Evil of any of the games, but I understand it. They're horror games. They're supposed played, to be horror games. I, we played the first one. Like, I, it's, it's actually, like, a memory that I, like, have very vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, um, uh, like, my cousin would, was playing it. We were all, like, downstairs at my grandma's house where the PlayStation was at. And, um... <laughs> And uh, we're pl- and played it down there in the dark and everything, <laughs> and it was terrifying, scary as hell. <laughs> like I don't know, I remember it. and like thinking back to the graphics and stuff like that, it was like it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, also that game is pretty was pretty pretty freaking obtuse, but yeah. So. That nah, that was me. That nah, was all me. That nah, was. Uh, you killed us. Sorry. <laughs> you should be. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's, I don't. Know, that's annoying. Like, and I don't want to be like, well, everyone's just bitches, right? But but the problem is, is that everyone is just bitches. Yeah. Especially when, like, that is the entire purpose of the game is to be stressful. Like, they're primarily complaining about someone called Mr. X, who's, like, uh, he's basically a... It, like, just puts you on a timer so you can't, like, explore the entire level without risking things. Which is, like, whatever, right? Like, god damn it. Like... I don't know. That seems weird to me because, yeah. uh, but I I understand the timer thing. People freak out about timers. Yeah. Like, S- stop lighting yourself on fire. I I put myself out. <laughs> like, um, I think one of the biggest hindrances to XCOM uh, two was is that they put such a strict timer on it. True. That is one thing I have heard about that. And but I it, and I like that they put timers on it. I think they just made them too tight. Like, you know, there there's there's a good balance to everything, but yep. like in that game, it, it just was too. God dang it. Um. It was just too, like, it's just too much. Even though I love the fact that that game was all about, you know, choices and put and pushing you, and it did, it did something important. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, like stuff like that is just like you know, I, that was the biggest complaint I heard about XCOM also, and that does make sense because XCOM is a very very tactical game. Yeah. And as a result, putting you on a timer for shit is just kind of like super rude. <laughs> it kind of is, but it also really helps like i think it's i think it's legit a good it was overall a good choice i just think they really needed to reconsider how tight of a timer they put you on is the problem yeah Uh, like (laughs) um there we are um because yeah the the timers on that one were real like they were absurd, honestly. Yeah, they're like stupid strict. Like eight minutes to finish a fucking level or something stupid like that, wasn't it? 
uh, like eight turns. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I'm just gonna so... stand here, not moving. Hope that's okay with you. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know. So that's that's that, huh? Yeah. What was the other thing you had? Uh, another thing was more of a question. Okay. Um. That wasn't meant for you, but I'm also not complaining. <laughs> You're a dick. Didn't I revive you? And then I died again, you dumb sex shit. Revive yourself, or heal yourself more. I did. Yeah, so this was more of like a two-parter, actually, thinking okay. about it. Um, Oops, sorry. Basically, I... <laughs> eh. For those who don't know, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I think I have actually on this podcast. I really enjoy pink. Like not the color, the singer. Oh really? Yeah. Like I don't think I, I knew this, and I think you're a bad person because of it, but it's okay. So here's the thing, right? Okay. Pink is fing gas. Why? Did you get an achievement for that? No. Oh. Okay. You should have I guess you're supposed to kill him then. Oh well. We get an achievement for beheading him, and we behead him by literally killing him with anything. One second. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm trying to kill you so we can restart the level. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and so you could just told me to kill myself and we could have done that. Uh, uh cat just cast yeah, self cast, <laughs> there you go. Okay. But okay, why why is pink actually not shit? Because I like I'm curious about this. Her music just has a lot of like emotional weight to it, which I really, really like. Okay. Right. Like th that's just what I enjoy about music is stuff with emotional weight. We've <laughs> talked about that before. You enjoy it more for like the actual musical quality. And I'm just like, I want emotion in the music that I listen to. Okay. And maybe that's and it, what it is because I don't particularly find anything she does interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not like her music is like like obviously she's good at what she does. Yeah, like I it, yeah. Right. Yeah, kill that guy. But it's not like you know gonna blow you out of the water when it comes to actual musical quality. But I just really really like her music, and like I've always just called her like my guilty pleasure music. Did you get an achievement? Nope. Yeah, well, go to hell then. I'll get okay. the katana because I'm awesome. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh god. Uh, um, I'm, I may have thought you were a goat person. Fair, I guess. Kill the guy in here with us. <laughs> um. So, was this going somewhere? Uh, yes. It, the the other thing I was going to say about it was um, I actually heard so, a really interesting oh dear, yeah, don't do that. You're going to get us killed. Just deal with not dying and then we'll deal with killing them later. Okay. So, alright, where is this going now that we're done babbling at each other? So I heard someone make a really, really good point about like just the concept of guilty pleasures. Okay. And the fact that, like, 
nothing should ever be considered a guilty pleasure. Because if you get enjoyment out of something, you should never feel guilty for it. What is your opinion on that? Uh, I mean, I, obviously... I, I generally agree on principle, but... I was going to say, obviously this doesn't count, like, the shit, like, you know, you enjoy torturing people because you're a sadist. Yeah, I, I figured that's where we were going, but... Oops, that was a bad self-cast. <laughs> Especially since that guy's immune to fire right now. Oh, okay. Um, I kind of agree, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I tell this is not a good game to play because I'm just terrible as shit. That's um, fine. But that's what shield bubbles are for. Sure. Like I'm trying to think where I was going with this now. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't get like I guess here's the thing is it's like I just use the term for something that I normally as it is something I normally would not listen to or normally would not enjoy mm -hmm. and I'm uh but like I don't like I don't air quotes feel guilt for it if that makes any sense yeah because I'm uh, I literally do not give a shit what other people think which so, has always been an established thing for your existence so. yeah so it's like super easy for me because it's like you know I just, yeah, absolutely do not give a fuck. So it's like oh, a moose. Oh, sweet, I got the point for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I can't like think and listen to the people talk in this. Game. It's because they're not speaking English. Yeah. Uh. Uh, what was nullify? Not that. There we but, go. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit out tons of silence. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are curious what the hell we're doing, we're playing Magica. Which is... A game of murdering your friends. It kind of is. Don't hit an enemy with your sword right now, because you'll heal them. Also, revive me. Uh, what's, the, what's the button for that? W A space. Oh, I died too bad. Yep. All right. All right. I'm just gonna put this down because I don't think I I think I literally cannot play this game and talk and think at the same time because I'm trying to like be like what right. 15 buttons do I have to press? It's only eight. The eight spells plus three different mouse clicks and spacebar and shift and shift. So like I'm just like having a stroke over here like trying to make sense of it. But all right, I, yeah, I gotta quit. Okay, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just too much. Um, Should have played Vermin Dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not sure. Quitting out. We're good. Okay, but yeah, like I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like I'm gonna do what I want, and fuck you. I don't know. I just, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's the whole point. I was gonna get to without getting too far deep in the lines right. or anything, but. So you don't have anything that you would necessarily consider to be a guilty pleasure music? Oh, I have tons. <laughs> tons. Uh, like, yeah, I, uh, now I gotta go look at my Google Music and, and YouTube and stuff, because I'm sure I have about a thousand. Oh, another thing that doesn't really qualify 
because it's the genre is something I listen to. Yep. Is the cover of Blank Space. Uh, I legit, so like one of my guilty pleasures is literally the, um, uh, too late, or like, what was it? Taylor, like Taylor Swift's two albums. Like, yeah, like her actual albums. 19, like, is it 1989 and then whatever the last one that came out or whatever it was? I, can't I don't know, man. I don't follow Taylor Swift's music. Dude, they're so good. <laughs> like, I love it. Uh, but like, I'll totally admit it. I don't even care, but. I mean, I don't know. It. I've gotten into a lot of stuff to like to some degree. Like, there's certain things where it's like I'm like. I think I think the the guiltier pleasures are the ones that are like, I am. Uh, I don't think they're good. <laughs> necessarily. Would you listen to them anyways? Yes. So like like the Taylor Swift one, it's like that's kind of a guilty pleasure because it's like something I normally wouldn't listen to, but I'm like I legit think she's good. Yeah. Like musically, and so like I'm like whatever like i don't care what you think um like i think i think the like good comparison of guilty pleasure is um uh so uh lady baby (laughs) that's a guilty pleasure is lady baby actually bad though uh not baby metal lady baby which one's lady baby uh the, the one with the big guy with the beard yeah, the one is dressed up like a I, I do, girl up or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they are legitimately good. I don't know. I like, think, they, like the, I think the chorus is super catchy. I actually really like the combination of all their of like the two styles. I, I like it. I don't. Th- but the thing is, is like there's a thing where it's like, oh, this is good. Yep. And then there's like, oh, this is actually legit. Like really, really good. Like baby metal, I think are legit good. Like just absolutely straight up good. And those are the ones where, like, the three girls who yep. just look like they would rather be doing literally anything else than playing music, but they're playing music. Yeah, actually, in a lot of their videos, that's true. Um, I think uh, I think Karate by them is, like, probably, like, my favorite song, and they're just, like, it's just good. It's just flat out right. good. There are other songs that I've listened to, like, I'm not super into, but, like, I mean, like, some of them are good, like, Gimme Chocolate's really good, too, but... But like Lady Baby, I just like I don't know. I don't think they're like super good. I think they're just fine. Which is which is fine. I don't think they're bad, but it's like I'm not like I think I think the novelty is part of what makes them interesting. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like the pure musicality. Like that's one thing I do to like uh like if I see see songs on YouTube, um I will actually like you know, because usually you watch the video with it and stuff like that, and blah blah blah. Like yeah. I purposely don't watch videos with it then, so that I can judge them based on the musical quality. And if I if I if I get bored of it really fast with the musical like just the musical quality, then I know it's not great. Doesn't mean I'll stop for... listening to it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough, I suppose. Yeah. So something along those lines that I've actually I've thought of this before. But it's never like been worthy of like a topic for me. But I'm gonna say it now. Okay. So, as a caveat, All right. depending on the day you ask me, either my favorite musical group or my second favorite musical group is a Monomarth. Yep. Which is the genre is like Norwegian melodic death metal or whatever. Yeah. And. I've kind of been of the opinion that there's no, like, 
musically, there's really no such thing as good, like, death metal, death metal. That That's not to uh, take into account stuff like um, folk death metal or power metal and stuff like that. Like, I think those genres actually do have a very, very good musical quality. Mm-hmm. But, like, actual factual death metal, I've always been in the pain. Like, there's no such, like, the, musically, it's not good, even though I enjoy it. I don't know if I agree. Really? Yeah. I suppose what what makes music good to you? It's oh, a good question. <laughs> uh, what what like, is morality? Um, <laughs> like, let's just ask the simple questions that we can answer really quick here. <laughs> I mean, you got forty minutes of time to fill, so <laughs> like. It's one of those things that's so nebulous and impossible to answer. Like it's I, I don't yeah. know if I can actually like uh quantify it completely even. Like it's it's really, really weird because I'm also a, a person who who completely believes like um circumstance matters. Yep. Like the first time you the first time you hear a song in a certain place, it matters if if you like that song or not. Like and it, it, whether it's a good song or not, like I know there's some music that I like just because of, of the time in my life when I heard it and it's not particularly good, but I still will like it. And that's just that. I'm pretty sure that's Green Day for me. Like I still to this day really enjoy Green Day. <laughs> I don't, but I'd like a few of their songs. Yeah. Like, and I think that's part of why that I can like look at some of the stuff and be like, like, I'm, I'm just going to say it. People will hate me for it. I don't particularly like Nirvana. Like they're not that good. Like I think they're just not good. Like uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I know this is good. Like, like I, people are frothing at the mouth right now, <laughs> but like I, it's it's one of those things where it's like I think they they did something incredibly inventive, mm-hmm. and then now that we're at the point where everybody has been influenced by them, it's not interesting anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm very very much into that. Like I. I don't believe there's sacred cows in anything. Yeah, it's like I, I was gonna like, say my comparison to that would be um uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, I'm gonna I was throw gonna be like, right under the bus here. Like I don't think I don't think that token like token fantasy is interesting anymore because we've done so many things more interesting things based on it. I suppose I might be biased because like Lord of the Rings everything was a large part of me growing up. Like I would read each book at least once a year see that's also kind of playing into the point i'm making yeah i know that's what that's what i'm saying like i'm pretty i i don't know if i disagree with you because of that or otherwise did you ever read the books nope okay you're exclusively movies all right Uh, i watched the i watched the movies and was like I'm like, that eh, okay, whatever. And then, and, you know, my whole thing is, is that the third Matrix movie and the third Lord of the Rings movie are the exact same thing. But, <laughs> so, yeah, they both, I don't know. I, I was not impressed by the movies. I, like, I don't know if, I don't know if I've heard that argument before. Oh, that, uh, like, it's not, it's not as complex as it sounds like it's going to be. Okay. But, like, literally both those movies are just one giant battle happening over the entire movie, and that's it. I suppose. Like it, it's just I don't know. It, it, they both felt like a giant waste of my time. Yeah. Sorry. Like I just didn't. I'm not a big movie person either, honestly. So it kind of, it's like whatever, I guess. But yeah, I as for I am very very much into movies. Yeah. Like I enjoy the 
getting lost in movies aspect of it. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I can take it or leave it kind of thing. So. What the hell were we on about now? Something about music. I'll we're answering the questions of life in the point. universe. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say in regards to your like Nirvana comment is like that's very much where I fall with the Beatles. I or I'm, nothing about. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. It's like it's like Nirvana. I respect what they did. I don't like their music. Yeah, I mean, I like I like some of their stuff, and I, I well, and, yeah, like, and I hands down honestly believe that John Lennon was probably the greatest songwriter to walk this earth. Like, I, I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. And I actually really, you know, like a lot of like like some of the, you know what he did and everything. And I, I I do like a portion of their songs, but I'm not like in love with it like some people are. Like, you know. Yeah, like they're uh, one of my exes. Her brother was like a massive Beatles fan and thought they're like the greatest thing ever. Like he owned all of their movies and would watch them all the time. And I'm just like, I get it, but there's so much better stuff now. Like it's just like they we've taken that and kind of gone beyond it. it exactly. Like respect them for what they've oh, done. Yeah. Like doesn't mean they're still good. Like. It do, or it doesn't mean that they're worth worshipping as like the best thing that has ever yeah. existed because it's nothing that was around that long ago is still the best thing yeah. in its current you know genre now because that's not how things happen things evolve things grow things get better yeah you know the model t is not the pinnacle of vehicle creation right like <laughs> you're using my stuff now but like am i yeah i i'll always say i i will always say that when people talk about it, it's like oh this thing used to be good and it's like yeah i'm like you can supercharge your model t but it's still an old piece of shit like <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is where i got that from yeah, i don't know, I don't know. but like i mean if you want to worship anyone musically worship miles davis he invented like four different types of jazz like <laughs> you know <laughs> When I was younger, I I always wanted to try and get into jazz, and I just never did. You have to really... It's like... You know how, like, metal, there's, like, a bazillion different types of metal, and they're all super different? Yes. Jazz, <laughs> jazz is exactly the same way. You have to find... Right. You have to find what you like, and um, kind of stick with that, if that makes sense. Like, honestly, I don't like... Uh, I don't like a lot of it. I like. I tend to like the, um, uh, the more chill jazz to some degree so like the west mm. coast like uh paul desmond i really like um and i like fusion jazz like uh i really like chick korea and uh return to forever um like that stuff is super super sweet uh weather report you know uh but like i was never really into like the the hard bop miles davis thing or like dizzy gillespie or anything like that so it was one of those things it's funny. So, like, honestly, like the reason, only reason I know jack or shit about jazz is that I'm a, I literally took a jazz appreciation class for a music credit in college, um, and it, it worked. <laughs> um, I <laughs> you actually learned to have an appreciation for that's it the thing, because I got to learn all that different stuff. Like, you know, like there's did you know there's basically like jazz noise core, like, <laughs> it, like there's there's this there's free jazz, which it's just absolutely insane but um uh <laughs> it's it's really weird but it's kind of cool too um yeah i don't know so you got me thinking about this now because you brought up jazz yep. and it's all your fault i know it is 
Good Night Julia is ja- is technically jazz, right? It is of the jazz genre. Uh, ja- what is jazz is one of those philosophical questions as well. But I <laughs> I would consider it to be to be jazz. Yeah. It, it follows a lot of uh, a lot of that. So um, with yeah, the, the instrumentation and how the song kind of how it flows, but it's like uh, it's one of those things you can ask ten different people and get eleven different answers to some degree. But then. Is the thing that then, like, along those lines, like, Space Lion mm-hmm. with, like, the weird ending it has doesn't really feel jazzy to me? Because mm-hmm. obviously it just gets... I don't even know what they do at the end. Yeah, they but... do some some uh, samples, and like, some synth samples and stuff. That's kind of what it is. I suppose the... Voice samples. Still a, the saxophone never stops, yeah. though, so it's kind of still in there. God cowboy bebop is fucking amazing music yes yes it actually has really 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 good music it is still one of my most popular cds to put in my car which is nothing it's nothing but cowboy bebop songs from their soundtrack and dead center in the middle is the song zombie (laughs) like the like like the 10 minute long song from yeah yeah you're weird as shit man Dude, that that song is fabulous to drive to until he starts singing. <laughs> Fair enough. Like that CD is single-handedly one of the best CDs to drive to. Why? Just because like the beat of the like a lot of the beats of the music just play so well with like the like the thought of driving. Like there, I don't know what the song's called, but there's a song in Cowboy Bebop that whenever I hear it, all I can think of is driving down the highway at night with no one else there and the streetlights shining down. How does me. it go? What one is like? Uh, try- I don't even. It's, I'm guessing it's not a vocal one then, but no, there's there is no <laughs> like the only there's two vocal songs in that entire CD. No, no, never mind. There are more. There's like four there's vocal songs in that entire CD. Yeah, because like yeah, I li- I don't remember how it goes. Because like I can't think of the songs unless I'm listening to them, enough. and then I'm just like the songs gas. Yeah, like. I think the I only have two songs on my like playlist that I actually listen to regularly from mm-hmm. that. And yeah, on my chill playlist, I'm pretty sure I have Space Lion. Yep. Second song on my chill playlist. And then on my Sp- stuff I love playlist, I have um Call Me Call Me. Which is a good Which song. Is, no, it is not. It is a great song. <laughs> I I love I that-, that song. I think I remember the song now. It starts out with like trumpets and then it goes like doom, 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 doom. maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Either way, I like driving to Cowboy Bebop. It's songs. not the intro song, is it? No, that's tank. yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm like, if you can't think of tank, I'm like, what the hell are no, I, I, I know tank because tank is gas. Yes. <laughs> so is the. So is the credit song. That song is also gas. See you, Space oh, Cowboy. Oh, dude, yeah. The real. Oh no, never mind. The song, song called "See." You... Oh, no. Or the song is called "See You, Space Cowboy," but I believe the actual full song is the real. Folk yeah, the real folk blues. Yeah. They just the cut form for the closing yeah. is called "See You, Space Cowboy." Because I have the real folk blues as the final song on my on that CD. Nice. Because it opens with tank and it ends with that. Yep. Because obviously it has to. That's just how things work. <laughs> God, tank is so good. It really is. Like, ah oh, man, like that. That that show just had phenomenal freaking music, and that's all it. Yeah, like. Uh. 
that's just they just did it right <laughs> like i don't know and i'm an anime hater like just straight up like, yeah straight up hate it like <laughs> and it's not for like it's not out of ignorance either because i when i was uh in high school i watched a lot of anime the thing is you probably watched a lot of terrible anime yes i did because 90 percent of anime is terrible that's the problem <laughs> like i'm i don't really like hate on people for liking what they like yada 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 you know like i am very choosy about the anime that i will watch that i actually think is good. i think i'm choosier than you but <laughs> you are definitely choosier than me although you like fully coolie more than i do yes i do fully coolie is good not great uh I, crow high i think it has a phenomenal like the... soundtrack though also all right that's fair i've never really watched it that much so. uh like, razors i think is the song razors edge like the one that i'm super into okay now, now i gotta remember i think the reason why i kind of just got like eh about fully coolie oh, is like razors when i first edge, started sorry when i first coming started coming over to your house i swear to god holly was always watching it <laughs> always never ending yeah probably it's just like the shit like yeah <laughs> i also think that like the first and maybe second disc of crow high are probably like the best individual discs you can find of any anime ever maybe and then crow high just kind of gets terrible until you get like to the last three episodes which are also amazing yeah i don't know i'm like super like i like it but i don't know if i'm in love with that show like i enjoy i enjoy like, it and it, it's it's spot on for how it's like making fun of itself. Like it's, yeah. it's just right on the nose and that's kind of funny, but I don't know. That's the entire thing. Like yeah. they're just, they just knock it out of the park for like the first four episodes, making fun of everything. Yeah. And it just gets, I feel like they almost tried taking themselves seriously after that. And then they realized that was going terribly. So they decided to do the princess episode. Princess episode. What was that one again? Uh, it's the, it is a complete and total remake of the first episode uh -huh. with all the same characters, but instead of a school for badasses, it's a school for princesses, and they're all wearing pink. I dresses. don't know if I have ever seen that episode. It is phenomenal. It's they also re they replace the word badass with princess. <laughs> it's literally the exact same episode, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Mekazawa has like a blonde wig on with a bunch of curls and shit. Okay, that's like something that didn't even need to be said. But like I just <laughs> kind of assumed it as weird as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. uh. God damn. Cromarty High is also insane. Uh. I'm trying to think of all the anime but I liked. I got you to watch one other thing, didn't I? And you were okay with it? You haven't watched One Punch Man yet, have you? I'm I have it sitting on my shelf to watch. Oh, didn't you watch like episode I one did, and I, you're like, what I the did, hell is this? And I'm this? like What? Like I don't think <laughs> I get it yet is part of it, so I think I have to figure that out first, so Dan from Fear the Boot, who doesn't like anime, thinks it's a great anime. I, I know, so. and that's actually like the reason I wanted to try and watch it. 
because I, because he doesn't like anime and he said he liked it and I'm like Dan has good taste in things and I think yeah. he has to some degree similar taste in things that I do like yeah so um I think he's probably a little um a little uh smarter than me with some of it but it's I don't know like so I'm like willing to give it a try and that, but I just haven't got mm. that far like I watched the first episode and I'm like I have no idea what the going on like this makes no sense i mean it's quite clear the main character pulled the lobster man's innards out through by just pulling on his eye socket with a tie i mean that, uh, what is what, it? that's the part that i'm like what <laughs> so things to learn like the, the things you you need to know about one punch man they will never explain anything ever i believe it but okay you get what you get, and you need to accept it for what it is, uh, which is, it's like not crow high level of satire, but it's, tr- it's, it's close. I've heard it's like pretty satirical. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's it's just not to the point of one of the characters has their mohawk grow super long and tickle another one, right? It's not that bad. Like curl, like curl high is. It's it's not subtle satire, whereas I feel like this could be like is more subtle satire. It is yes, it is much more subtle. But uh, yeah, I just gotta also I just gotta like, keep slogging is basically the punchline. Yeah. Maybe we can add that to another list of things I need to come over to your house and watch with you. <laughs> add on to the stack we, of wrestling we gotta shit watch we wrestling need to watch. Stuff. We do. You still need to watch TakeOver. You need to watch the Women's Royal Rumble. Although your TakeOver got spoiled because you watched Halftime That's Heat. That's okay, though, because Halftime Heat was effing gas. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> For anyone listening who doesn't watch wrestling, just Google Halftime Heat. On YouTube, yeah. It's or, free. On YouTube. It'll pop up. It's free. It's like less than 20 it's minutes. awesome. It is so good. <laughs> it is phenomenal. Like, oh my gosh. It's... I was... I mean, I've, I've watched a few NXT cards and stuff like that. So, like, I kind of know what to expect to some degree. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, it was so good. It was just, oh, man. Uh. You literally had these six biggest stars in all of NXT all in the ring together. And they all were great. Yeah. You have Gargano, who's the greatest storyteller of all time. He is just, oh, man. You have Adam Cole, who just oozes charisma. Adam Cole, baby. You have Tommaso Ciampa, who is the greatest... Pro- like, he's the greatest sports entertainer right now. Period. Like, he is the best at doing what he does. <laughs> he's you ha- good. You have, the, you have the eternal badass Alistair Black. Yes. <laughs> you have the spot monkey that is Ricochet. And he was he and was insane ha- that match. He was insane. He's, ins- <laughs> He's just insane. Like I've seen him be insane. <laughs> he was extra insane. Yeah, like he pulled out all yeah, the stops. He really did. 
And then you have the experience that is the Velveteen the Dream. The Velveteen Dream. God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about Halftime Heat was so oh, yeah. good. Like, the setup to it was kind of dumb. It's like, all right, sure, whatever. And, like, the payoff, well, fabulous. Yeah. Great. And they gave it to you for free. Yes, it was definitely worth the money. I can tell you that one. Like, that was easily a pay-per-view quality easy, match. Easy, easy, easy pay-per-view like, quality. Like, that should have been on the network for a cost. Yeah. But it wasn't. Dear God. Like, people need to watch it. Like, if they got people to watch that who weren't fans, like, they had to have become fans after that. Like, it was yeah. just that insane. Like, and I guess... It's like sorry. you... Uh, so you literally have something for anyone yeah. on there. It's like, what do you want to see? Yeah. We got it. It's, yeah, somebody was pointing out like the super subtle details and stuff like that in it too, like, like Gargano not tagging, in not Ciampa. tagging in Champa, and anytime Champa, uh, Champa would walk by with the belt, like uh, Gargano would just kind of like stare at it, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good storyteller. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, like the little nuance that just goes on in that match is also just through the roof. It was so, so good. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Like, oh, man. I, I really want to see the, oh. um, uh, the card actually now because. It, yeah. Also, I'm just going to say, I don't care how good you are at taking bumps. Having three different people super kick you in the head at the same time cannot feel good. Oh my god, yeah. that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like normally it's like, oh yeah, you take the bump, your head gives, you're fine, right? There's no give when it's coming from three sides. (laughs) It's like, you just need to sit there and trust them. Yeah, it's like... I mean, and luckily, every single one of those guys there was a professional, like a top-notch yeah. professional. Like uh. that's something that's I think Cedric Phillips is the one who said it. Like the best thing about Alistair Black is everyone he gets into the ring with trusts him one hundred percent to do what he's yeah. doing, and that's he. And that's so huge. he gets to exactly like that's why his offense looks so phenomenal yeah. because they people trust him not to screw yeah. it up. So like he gets to look phenomenal, and like that's that's why I like it so much. His offense looks like it's literally beating the shit yeah. out of someone. Because he get, he yeah he is a goddamn professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, also sorry. the like the fact he does all those flips and he doesn't look like Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. like he can Pretty be flashy sweet. stuff like that, and it still does not like each one of them looks different. Like which is really really cool. Yeah. Like. You know, like Ricochet is just flashy as shit. Like, man, like was it was it him who was like did a flip like a flip or something off the ropes and took a super kick? Like, uh, yes. That looked horrible. Oh my he's god! Really, he's actually really really good at doing that exact spot, uh, which is like flip over backwards, get kicked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh. It's like the third time I think I've seen him do exactly that. And every time it's like, oh my God, he's missing teeth. (laughs) He has to be missing teeth, right? (laughs) Uh, Like, 
man. It's... I don't know. I think uh, P. Sully has the best thing to say about Ricochet mm-hmm. ever. It's a man that athletic should not be that strong. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like, he should not be able to fly the way he does and be built the way he is. <laughs> like... God damn. God damn. Like, he, he's, like, all those guys, like, to some degree, you're like, oh my god, why aren't you guys on, like, the main card? And you're like, wait, don't go up to the main card, because we want yeah. you to be good. Yeah, yeah. think of the, the main card pay-per-view we watched, and think of the NXT pay-per-view we yeah. watched, and now you know why they're not on the main yeah, card. Yeah, because they actually, like, like what they're doing and want to, like... <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Before he turned heel, Gargano was feuding with a guy named Andrade Cien yep. Almas. I think I watched him. Uh, a, yeah, a you, belt you match watched their that, match. Yeah. I think that was actually one yeah. of the first I first I've seen. Yep, uh, that was that was given a five star rating, which is the highest star rating that Wrestling Insiders Dave Meltzer will give a match. Okay. Right, that was the first five star rating WWE as a brand had gotten in almost 10 years. Andrade, after losing his belt to Aleister Black, got pulled up to the main Mm -hmm. roster. Proceeded to not be on TV for like four months. It's like, so the guy who literally worked his ass off and gave you like one of the best matches seen in a decade on any of your brands, period, you're not going to use it. Apparently not. That's why we don't want them to take the people. We oh like yeah, to totally. Monster. I I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Like after seeing what like what's going on, like yeah, like there's there's no universe where Gargano gets to do what he does. And on that's the main what roster. the unfortunate thing is, because there's probably some people he could work really really well with up there. I know for a yeah. fact there is, but it's just like they'd never give him the freedom. Like it's it, it's really funny that the best and worst thing to happen to. Uh, like WWE is Vince McMahon. Yes. Like as weird as that sounds. The man the man is an insane genius. Yes. He's also like 80 goddamn years old. Uh and he doesn't like to change. I mean yeah, like that's kind of the problem is is that like everything comes out of his head, like you know, like he has complete control of everything and like, there's other good ideas out there, and not every idea he has is good. Like, you know. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't know. NXT is just great, and Triple H is doing awesome with that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, Triple H is in charge of NXT. I'm pretty sure NXT UK. And now he's in charge of 205 Live, which has turned into a not shit thing, also now. So, like, 205 Live was like, you know, like the one thing that everyone's like, yeah, don't watch it. It's actually worse than the main <laughs> roster. And now it's actually turning into like must see TV, which oh, is kind of insane. I mean, their champion is also a goddamn behemoth. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're huge, that helps. Well, the thing is, he's huge, but he only weighs 205 pounds. Because that's the whole thing about 205 Live is the cruiserweight division. If you weigh 205 or less, you're huh. cruiserweight. So, like, his his actual shtick when he first was, like, going after the belt was he actually, he was going through the whole cutting weight oh, thing. Oh, interesting. 
So like they would, they were actually doing this thing every week where he'd have to do a weigh in before he could have his match and yada yada yada. Huh, interesting. And at one point they're like, "You weigh two hundred and six, you can't wrestle tonight." And he got all super pissed off and went out and just like kicked the shit out of who his opponent was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that actually fits really well with like. <laughs> yeah, he was a heel. Like, well, I think he still is yeah. a heel, but. Yeah, that that was all. That was his thing. Where it's like he's a heel, and he refers to himself as the Juggernaut of Two Hundred Five Live. So, I mean, there you, go. you know, and the man's just like also legit insane. Like his matches against Cedric Alexander, who was the person who he took the title off mm-hmm. of, were all phenomenal. Because Cedric's also just like Cedric Alexander is built like Ricochet, uh-huh. and does the same goddamn shit as yeah. Ricochet, just qu- not quite as yeah. flashy. Because, dear God, it's Ricochet. Like, he just makes the stuff look so good. Like, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so that, And that's the thing. Like, oh, my goodness. It's like, it's it's the most natural thing in the world for him. Yeah. And you're like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. He's literally my age. He is 30 years old. <laughs> How's that for feeling yeah, inadequate? Right. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, I don't need to know that to feel inadequate. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can, I can well, do that well enough on my own. <laughs> it's one of those like he always he always has uh, established 1988 on his on his uh, oh, ring funny. gear. It's like every time he's wrestling, I see that. Yep. Like, yep. Uh huh. <laughs> And I and I'm driving a truck for a living. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't drive a twenty thousand pound vehicle. She knowing him, he has a fucking (laughs) CDL. And he he doesn't flash you than you do. Yeah, he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I uh, I I pop wheelies in mine. It's like, what the hell, (laughs) dick. (laughs) Oh man. I don't know. I, 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 to be completely honest, I never thought I would appreciate wrestling at all. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of the stupidest I'm... thing ever, but never really watched it, obviously. And then, yeah. And then you're like, sit, sit down, it's... son. Well, it's basically like you. It was MMA that got you thinking you might enjoy it. Well, it was it. MMA. Actually, it was Chael Sonnen. 100% it was Chael yeah. Sonnen because he had wrestlers on his podcast when I listened to it for a while and it was yeah. super interesting listening to them like and ta- and how they talked about it and and looked at it and everything and I'm like I, th- I think the issue that I had is is that um, I never was able to um, uh, like no one I ever talked to about it looked at it in that way mm. in the way of like we're going to look at it as entertainment like we know, like, yeah. okay, guys, we all know this is fake. Let's talk about it, like it's fake, you know, like, <laughs> and and that actually made it far That's more enjoyable. I'm, yeah, I'm very open about that exact philosophy. Is like this is fake. It is entertainment. Yep. Damn, is and it, it is good. awesome. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a stage play. Like, you know. Yeah, it's a stage play with freak yep. athletes. That can literally result in them dying. Yeah, yeah casual. <laughs> That's not something that you normally want to focus yeah, on. That does not happen very often, but. No. 
It's been a while, I think, since there's been... Well, good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the last big one I know was Owen Hart, but I don't watch anything other than WWE, so... What happened there? Uh, he was doing a gimmick called the Blue Blazer, mm-hmm. which was, it was... He was a masked wrestler, and he would come to the ring on a zip line. Oh, I'm guessing something happened with the zip line. Uh, yeah, I think his harness snapped and he fell and landed chest first on the ring post. Mm. And yeah. That sucks. yeah. So, but. which is super shitty because Owen is probably one of the best wrestlers uh-huh. that never got the credit for being one of the best wrestlers. Really? Like he was actually phenomenal and his character work back when way back when is like still some of the best ever because he was the younger brother of uh bret hart who was actual wwe champion yep i I recognize the name at least so yeah like bret hart is considered like one of the best technical wrestlers of all time like he is phenomenal and his brother i'm pretty sure like went out with like a positive win record over him because that was always his thing where he was always in his brother's shadow and everyone always like looked you know they mm-hmm. overlooked him because his brother was so so good yeah and that was his whole thing you know and his like character work involving that was excellent as, uh, until his brother left wwe yeah i suppose you can't um uh <laughs> pitch for the other brand in any way no it's a little hard yeah. so I mean, that was always his thing was he was like trying to rise up, you know, beyond that shadow and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he 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 was tag team partners with the with uh, the person that his brother was feuding with at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Just for for the shade. Yeah. Which was it was really good. It's unfortunate. Owen never got to really become the star that he was very, very, very capable of. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. But, yeah. Man, we talked about wrestling for a while there. We did. We talked about a lot of random shit. I, like, I don't know how we got onto wrestling from music, but... I mean, you know, that happens. But We do what we do. It wasn't even because of, like, intro songs. Yeah, it wasn't. Which I still qualify as being some of, like, the best like get pumped up songs ever what are uh like the wrestling intro music oh, fair enough yeah like the right intro songs are just like yeah this is gas yeah i hear you just uh swerve back to one of our earlier topics there <laughs> i'm trying to think of think of any of my guilty pleasure songs in here faithless isn't a guilty pleasure song Faithless. Yeah. Who sings that? Uh, that's just the ba- that's the the group. Oh okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Then. Uh, the it they're like electri- like kind of like a electronica sort of thing. Have you ever heard of Dido? No. The artist. You never heard of her? Nope. That surprises me, but she is part of that group before she went solo. Why does that surprise you? Because she's fairly well known, and, and you tend to know music better than I do. Really? Yeah. Most of my music comes from watching streams. 
Daito. Daito Islands. Fictional character. I probably typed it wrong. Is it D-A-I-T-O? D-I-D-O. D-I-D-O? Yes. Ditto. I like Ditto. <laughs> Random thing. How much do you watch streams? Very, very infrequently to never. Okay. Have you ever seen the Ditto emoji? No. It's actually like a pseudo gif i guess well it's basically ditto okay but it's a dancing ditto okay he's like if if ditto's blobs were hands he'd be like doing like lifting up one arm and then lifting up the other that kind of dancing okay there's a magical thing about ditto okay where no matter what song yeah he is is that is playing when people put in that emoji he's always moving in beat to that song okay and it's awesome okay yeah i don't recognize any of these songs really? for her. Okay. Ditto. Ditto. Ditto's Ditto as a Pokemon is sweet. Here we go. Uh, she was featured in the, the um, uh, Eminem song Stan. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I figured you'd know that. but Wait, never mind. I recognize the song White Flag. Okay. That's literally all I know, but like I don't, right, I, I don't know any anything else. I just know, I just have a couple songs by Faithless is all. So that's all right. yeah. Somebody so else gave me. It's not the. What song am I thinking of now? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Eminem because I was when I was delivering to a stop yesterday morning. They were like watching old ass music videos on a TV in the kitchen. <laughs> And one of them was an Eminem song, which is, it was like an Eminem song inserted into what was another song from some chick. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but I remember like, Eminem is also just good. Yeah, sure. Like. I agree. Not, I agree. Yeah. Like, he's not like phenomenal, but he's just good. Yep. Eminem's great. Also, a lot of emotion in his music. Yeah, so. that's true. That's probably a fun reason, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of guilty pleasure songs out on my thing right now. Maybe I need to get some more guilty pleasure music. Like you know, to go back to that, it's like I don't know. It's one of those things that I'll just like admit that I like. Like, I yeah, like, like I just listen to like everything though is the thing like i just like the breadth of music that i like is so ridiculous that it's just like none of it's a guilty pleasure at that point yeah I don't know. <laughs> oh this is this is the song that he did it with so the the ditto song thank you <laughs> ditto song. i'm gonna <laughs> i'm saying it with a d right yeah I'm pretty sure that that's the the song "Thank You" is the one that has Eminem singing. Okay. There's a very a very specific line in it where of, I'll tie you to the bed and light this house on fire, and then it cuts to her singing again. It's like what the fuck? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Maybe it's not that song. I don't know. Yeah, I, I recognize her music okay, now that I listen to a few songs. 
I fi- see. I figured you probably yeah, you probably I just actually, didn't know her goddamn name. Yeah, you probably recognize it better than I do, honestly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Her music? Yeah, I literally yeah, could not maybe. name a song. I couldn't name any of the songs either, but as soon as I hear like the literal opening note, I'm like, "Oh, it's a song." Okay, yeah. I, I... That's just how I am with music, though. It's like I will, if I know it, I will know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Because music creates an emotional response within me. Because that's what music that's what it's does. supposed to do. <laughs> just looking through all my playlists here, and it's like, oh, here's one that's like. Zayo and Slipknot and <laughs> like power metal and stuff like that. And then Rush. And then Neil Diamond and James Taylor. <laughs> and then Bob Dylan. And now we're going to go back you to prob- LUID. <laughs> you probably don't agree with this. Okay. But I've always been of the opinion that Zayo has like one good song. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that. I think they have like three or four good songs. All right. Except, acceptable, I guess. Like, Kinda. like, I'm not like super, super into them, but like, I think the, like, I think they're, so, you can't, like, I, I think one of the reasons probably you don't like their stuff either is, is that, or as much either is, is that you can't treat the songs like songs. Like, songs with lyrics if that makes sense you almost more have to treat them as instrumental tracks because right, you can't understand a damn thing like a singer oh, that's says part of it yeah like but but the songs more the they're, they're more instrumental feeling the entire song evokes an emotion altogether i think like right. you know a couple of my favorite songs of theirs are like in, instrumental songs actually like to be honest but, like, they have some good ones and stuff that, you know, like, A Last Time for Everything is probably my favorite one. But That is the song that I, the song they have that I actually like. That, that, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fear is what keeps us here. <laughs> yep. I, I love how that is, like, that's the name of the CD. There is no, that name is not referenced at any point in any of the songs <laughs> until the very yep. end of the last song. Um. <laughs> Do you have any of their other albums or just that one? Just that okay. one. Liberate Te Ex Infernus is phenomenal. That album is actually better than The Fear is What Keeps Us Here, in my opinion. I like how the classification for this genre of music, according to what uh, Groove Music, they built an app on Windows mm-hmm. 10, alternative and punk. <laughs> I mean... They're just going for it with whatever they're like. like. <laughs> Punk, not what I would have, uh, not what I would have put under for sale. But yeah, uh, go out, go out and listen to Liberate TX and Furnace because that uh, that uh, whole album is super good. And also, it's all uh, a lot of it is based on uh, Event Horizon, like the movie. Like it uses it samples some quotes from it, and actually, the name of it is actually uh, from yeah, it's, from uh, the line. The guy, yep, yeah, the guy who's holding out his eyeballs and yep. pulled out of his save yourself from hell. Yep, but yep. you know, it's yeah, I don't know. That movie was way more impactful the first time I watched it. <laughs> that movie freaked me the hell out. Like I watched it a second time, and I'm just like, all right, sure, it's fine. I, I still like the fr- 
the first time was like, dear God, <laughs> which I, I think more of that's because like, it's just one of those things with like horror movies where, you know, the first time is always going to be more impactful mm-hmm. than the second time. That's just part of horror movies. I just like, it's just one of those movies where I love the premise and I love everything about it. Like, so I love, I love sci-fi. I love yep. industrial sci-fi, which I consider that. It's like... Definitely, you know, definitely qualifies. Yep. Um, I don't like horror, so there's that. But um, I absolutely love the scientific discussion of faster-than-light travel. Um, and the, the movie actually does it so well that multiple other movies, when they do the description of how they do faster-than-light travel, have used the exact same example that they use in that movie. Like, I think I'm... Uh, With the pulling the pencil through the piece of paper the yep, same like way. Inter, uh, or basically I, like do that. I think Interstellar actually did the exact same thing when they talked about wormholes. Um, but I know I've seen it a few times in the, the, those things. Um, like, and I love, I absolutely love the concept of like doing the, the warp thing and not ending up in like normal space if that makes sense and and bringing something back like uh, the the whole like story concept for me is just beautiful like i feel like i shouldn't spoil it but i know we're never gonna play it but like um that space game that i played or that we ran team three yeah like actually like i was gonna do so we did the one mission i was gonna do another one and then a third one would literally be this basically like was my plan to do that it was going to be an arc like that that was where you're going to murder all of our characters i i was i I, probably yeah but not really (laughs) but like basically like not intentionally like basically when you went through you would end up in a like not it wouldn't be a traditional hell like but it would be kind of like the math the mask yeah the masked hell in some sort of ways like part of the inspiration also is the the third miss book to some degree where like everything looks good on the surface, but behind it all there is just dirtiness and ugliness. If that makes sense, you know, like yeah, it's I I read the book once and I I remember what you're referencing, mm-hmm. just not like the specifics yeah, of it exactly. Like you don't need the specifics; you just need the general. <laughs> but like, yeah, God, I love those books too. Sorry. But pretty sure if we actually had continued that campaign we never would have gotten to that mission because there probably would have been like inter-party murders going on maybe i don't know i think tucker's character would have probably tried killing mine at some point you think he would have snapped i think so i did cut his arm off i mean you have to accept that that was the correct decision at the time I absolutely accept it was a good decision. Doesn't mean his character accepted it was the correct decision. Yeah. To be fair, in the te- in the <laughs> test game for that system, his character lost an arm too, so he's two for two. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he made me have his character lose an arm. <laughs> he also shot me in the back, didn't he? Did he? I don't remember that. One of one of the other players shot me in the back, not intentionally. They rolled like all ones on the roller. Some oh, let's shit. just go with Jerry. And they. No, it wasn't uh... Jerry. Jerry. Jerry never would have even tried doing what t- doing that. It was either Tucker or Dan. Okay. Literally shot me in the back. But it didn't do damage because of the body yeah. armor. But they literally because shot I me. Because I don't know how to balance things. 
I I buffed you guys up way too high. Maybe that's nothing wrong with that. You killed us all with a nuclear. But I literally had to use a nuke in order to do damage to you, and that didn't even kill you. I'm pretty sure we just wrote those characters off as dead. No, you guys survived. Yeah, really? you finished. You right. finished the mission and survived. There was a there, there was actually thought... an epilogue with the whole thing and stuff like that. Like yeah. you, like you basically like you know rescued that like the race that was kind of like a slave race in some ways. You know. No, I'm talking about the the prequel. Oh, the prequel game. game? Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah. The oh yeah, you guys game. all died in the nuke. <laughs> yeah, that one we all died in the uh, nuke. In the actual, the actual. Uh, campaign game we almost killed ourselves with a nuke and crashing a spaceship in an attempt to perform an assassination yes, i remember that Space because pump. we don't we don't take half measures when we're trying to assassinate you we kill you and the continent that you're yes, on it was pretty close to that but yeah yeah the 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 pre uh the prequel game was designed to have you all die actually no you guys all survived Really? I could have sworn you did uh, I was going to, but you guys got your asses so ripped up before you got to the second part of the mission where you were going to get nuked. Oh, we never got to finish it. We never it. got to finish You guys all got medevaced before that. Yeah, now I remember. Because <laughs> you sucked so bad. That, well, that, that was because you didn't give us good gear. We all had shit was gear. Is that what it was? Okay. I'm pretty sure we just got toasted. Yeah, you guys well, didn't help the Tucker at toasted. Didn't help Tucker had a grenade go off in his hand because while we were all sharing the room. Yeah, because he talked about playing that character again, actually. Like with the you know the character's like has like a cyber limb and is all like messed up and stuff like that. But and I just remembered the sheer insanity of our decision to defeat the space pope. Space pope. I'm so glad and sad that that is how that character is referred to, but. We literally put a nuke in the tower and set it up so the derelict spaceship we were going to have it crash into the tower right as the nuke was going off just to make damn sure he was Oh, dead. yeah, the gate ship you pushed into there, didn't you? Yeah, and because like we were fleeing that because we're like, if we're anywhere near this, we're going to die for multiple reasons. <laughs> I forgot about the absurdity of that game. It was It's kind of designed to be a little absurd. Yeah. We don't take half no. measures. Good times. Yeah. Good times. I love gaming. I we miss gaming. We need to start gaming again, yeah. I've really thought about just, like, putting a message in the group chat, being like, hey, guys, do you want a game like, ever again? I want to really bad. I have a D&D game we can play. Like, I'll play it. We start at level one. <laughs> And when we're done, you'll all be level 20. Or dead. Or, bo or both. Or two. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, that's literally how Undermountain works, too. You start as a level 1 character, mm -hmm. and the entire campaign is supposed to take you to level 20. It is 23 levels I, of a dungeon. I think Richie would be like 115% about that. He would have a kill boner, and I. That's mainly why I want to do it because I think if I can get Richie to want to do it, his hype will get other people. Oh yeah, to want I to mean, do it. as I said, I would do whatever the heck you want because you asked me, you're like, do you ever get the thing, the, the itch to do a dungeon crawl? And I'm like, nope, but I'd still play one. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life. I, I, 
I'll take anything at the this The only point. reason I did Tomb of Horrors that one time for you guys was is because Christina commented that she's like, she's like, yeah, I've never played like a real D&D game. <laughs> well, the funny thing was like, I actually got this idea originally because I was listening to Fear the Boot because for the first time in I shit you not like a month and a half, they finally put another, uh, another episode. A lot of shit's been going on for them yeah. apparently. They were talking about like saving campaigns and stuff, and like someone said something, and I'm just like it made me like something. I like the spark an idea. Like I would, I kind of want to make like a dungeon with like the final boss is like an actual factual like lich or like a demi lich or something. And then I'm like thinking what all I could do, and I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm literally creating Tomb of Horrors. Yeah, you are. Like I am 100% crafting Tomb of Horrors, (laughs) which already exists. And then I'm just like, I, then like thinking of that reminded me, I bought the Under Mountain campaign setting like a month ago. Is it, I should take a gander. Is that at for that. fifth or is that for third? It it's for fifth. Yeah. Do you have the stuff for fifth? Uh <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I own my Ravnica source book. I own Undermountain. I own nothing else required to play. I don't have the fifth edition book from Dan still, do I? Uh, Probably not. I mean, it wouldn't be. It's DE has them in stock. I'd literally just have to go there and give them $150. (laughs) Yeah, each book is 50 bucks now. Oh, God. That is insane. Well, you only need the DMs and the players. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably a good idea to have the dungeon or the monster manual because reasons i always consider that the least valuable one i agree completely it is the least valuable like it's player's handbook then dungeon masters then monster manual yeah i have this i have this problem where like anytime somebody is like i need this i need to find rules for something i'm like you are not creative and are in the wrong hobby like i know it's not right to think that but like i just get like that when it's like somebody was like i don't know somebody was saying that about some setting or something like that i'm like just make it like <laughs> yeah i i normally agree with you completely yeah. but like i figure if i'm going to run something like undermountain yeah you want to be i should i up. should run undermountain yeah right? i agree with you 100 that's why like when i did um uh tomb of horrors i did i'm like i did tomb of horrors straight up like it's like yeah here's the book we gone do it you know and i normally don't do that and if you've learned anything from me, it's that I have no idea how to balance encounters. Fact. Fact. But the thing is, is also is that I don't care about balancing encounters as weird as that sounds. So it's like, whatever to me. Like, yeah. But you, you have a very similar philosophy towards GMing as Chad does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, where just it's not like, as good. <laughs> yeah. I want, you want the stuff to end when you want it to end. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as to where I'm just like I'm gonna make this thing, and if they all die, I guess they all die. Yeah, I love probably. Whoops, sorry. I said it's probably why I like Dark Heresy so much. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, this is a really brutal system. I got a flex guys... on Dark Heresy again. Still, you got a what on Dark Heresy? Grab the system and mess with it, because um, as I said, it's the perfect XCOM system. It absolutely is. Like. I actually bought a supplementary book from Globe News like two months ago. Because mm-hmm. people sell him their old gaming books yep. like super randomly. I actually almost bought one thing. It was a Battletech 
thing with like a bunch of mechs in it. Oh, a technical readout. Yeah, but it didn't have an atlas, so I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't care. Fun, so I didn't buy it. Fun, fun fact: the first gaming book that I ever owned was a uh, BattleTech technical readout. Because they look awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a gaming book even. I think I, I, I don't know how we ended up with it, but we ended up with that. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Vampire the Requiem, I didn't realize it was a gaming book. <laughs> I thought it was just like a bunch of random stuff about like vampire mythos. But um, yeah, so people sell Tom yep. their gaming books and shit. So I, I looked through them every once in a while, and I bought a, um, I bought Street Magic. Okay. Like the book you have, because it's like it was like, uh, like ten bucks or less oh, or some shit. Yeah. So it's like, sure, I'll buy that. I saw a Dark Heresy book. I'm like, sure, I'll buy that. I don't have that one either. And then I bought like a fucking second edition Shadowrun book <laughs> talking about the megacorps uh oh what's it called um oh what's it called i know it i i have i have no idea but all i know is like it's the megacorps in it's not corporate download that that's from third edition um it, i don't know which edition it's from okay i don't remember but it's it's old as shit and it's like I bought it, and like the megacorps in there are not the current megacorps anymore. Oh no, they've changed a lot. Yeah, there's like only five or six of them are ones that are still standing, yeah. which is kind of sweet. And like the yeah, the, bought... the biggest one in between second and third edition just died, like and became uh, uh, like a couple different corporations that we know of now. Yeah, I bought I bought that just for you know because I love the fluff of Shadowrun. Oh so yeah, I'm like this me is too. sweet. I'll read it one day. Yeah. So like I have two copies of Shadowbeat for some reason. And I don't feel sure. and I don't feel bad at all. Like <laughs> that's like one of the coolest books ever, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's all it's like just about pop culture in Shadowrun. So it talks about like music and movies and TV and fashion and like entertainment and like all this stuff. It's just super super sweet. Is there a group in Shadowrun called the Fragon Unicorns or the Unicorns? Probably. All right. Like the only one that like the only like music group that I know of like that's really really popular is Concrete Dreams, because okay. they're the ones that are like the Beatles of the era. There's uh, remember that one song Richie had us listen to by Opti, sure the guy who's he well he yeah he's yeah the podcast dude yep like that's one of the things where it's like and the unicorns run the frag and unicorns run. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a band, and I don't know if they're called the Unicorns or the Fragon Unicorns, uh-huh. but both are excellent. <laughs> I would listen to a group called the Fragon Unicorns. Yeah, I would too. Like, I don't know. I, one of the games we had, of, uh, we had the characters all, or like half the characters were members of a band. I think I remember that. That was the one we played, like one of the first Shattering games I played. Yeah, the, I, the, I think the troll I, thrash metal band. Yeah, I remember hearing about it yep. because um, Randy played their booker or something. Yeah, like they're they're not their accountants, their uh-huh. manager or some shit. Yep. I'm trying to remember yeah. his name now. I don't. All I remember is like he played that character for like one time when we just had like. We had like nine goddamn people for gaming because he was him and Sarah were in town and yeah. we just had to do this big thing and it was atrocious. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But. <laughs> oh, that's not good. 
Yeah. But all right. We got a while here. We're at like an hour twenty and I can cut out all the silence and me fumbling around and stuff. <laughs> all the utter hideousness of us starting this episode. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But alright. Catch ya. <laughs> Peace.